0: If you hear something that doesn't sound right, email wrongroadpodcast at gmail.com and we'll read it, hear it, write it, read. Hello, and welcome to the Wrong Road Podcast. Today, um, I'm going solo, uh, because uh, we've been unable to get all of us on at the same time, and uh, well, I've just sat here and thought, well, why not give it a go? Aaron is unavailable today, uh, Harley probably won't be available till later, and... Well, Sam isn't here at the moment, and I thought, what could possibly go wrong with having an experience of uh, having the opportunity to give a deliver a solo podcast? I really don't know how I'm going to do this or how I'm going to format it, um, but I'm sure I'll be able to surprise us with something good today. Um, I have a list of stuff that Aaron, I guess, composed. Um, some of it I know things about, some of it I don't, so I'm not going to be able to talk about all of it. Although I also don't know how long I'm going to be able to go on for today uh, talking just to myself. Um, there's only so much I can go on, of course, but we're, I'm still going to continue with the normal mainline heritage and events theme that we always go with. Um, the obviously is going to probably be less banter and jokes and stuff because i'm on my own i haven't got anybody to tell jokes to other than you guys who are listening um but yeah let's get right into it and the thing that i noticed on the mainline discussions part of that of aaron's list that he composed for me was um the hst rail tour to the seven valley railway now i haven't actually heard very much about this hst actually no i lie i haven't heard anything at all about this HST visit. I literally just Googled it minutes ago before I started recording, because I was like, I have to talk about something. And this is probably something that I can talk about. I've actually got Seven Valley Railway's website up right now in front of me um, to look at more information about this. Um, it's not really a rail tour as such. It kind of makes it sound like that you're going from a, a far destination and ending on the Seven Valley Railway. But from what I can tell, it's just a round trip on the Seven Valley Railway using a HST from cross-country uh, to mark 40 years of HSTs on the north to southwest route, and 60 years of the publications for Modern Railways magazine. And so this is a combination of cross-country and modern railways that have come together with Seven Valley Railway to organise this special event where they're going to run this cross-country HST on the Seven Valley Railway. Now, to be honest, that's pretty cool. I would say. I mean it's not really something that's majorly interesting. I mean it's something that's really rare to see. I mean, I would I would if it wasn't so far away from where I am right now, I'd probably go to look at that because it's probably gonna be quite a an unusual sight to see that on a heritage railway, particularly one like the Seven Valley. I mean, I hold the Seven Valley up as being quite a an authentic quite a quaint line when i went there earlier this year it was it just feels very gwr like it doesn't even feel very br in my opinion it feels very gwr but having a hst running on the line and a cross-country one nonetheless is going to be quite an incredible sight i would have thought and um i look forward to seeing the photos uh, i inevitably will come out when It happens so that is happening on the 27th of September 2022. So, uh, later this month that I'm recording, so I'm recording on the 1st of September. I've just revealed where I'm recording. <gasps> so, 27th of September 2022, there is a HST running from Kidderminster to Bridgenorth and back from Bridgenorth to Kidderminster, and it departs Kidderminster at 12:45 pm for anybody who's interested. It will run non-stop all the way to Bridge North. There'll be a layover, so you will have plenty of time to catch it at Bridge North if you're planning to go and see it. And it will return at 2.15pm for a four hours trip back to Kidderminster. Also, I assume, non-stop, even though it doesn't explicitly say that on the website. So that is cross-country HST visit on the Seven Valley Railway. Didn't know that was happening. Very interesting. And um that's all I really know to what I can do that's all what I really think I can talk about for the mainline discussion. Um when it comes to the heritage discussion discussion, I'm going to lead with um the news from the West Somerset Railway. Uh, as I am a volunteer there, uh spoilers. Um we have revealed the first visitor for the Autumn Gala. Hi, this is Future George. Um, Sadly, post-recording, I found out the incredibly sad news that the Autumn Gala at the West Somerset Railway will not be going ahead due to continuing financial issues with the uh, rise of energy costs and coal costs, as well as transporting locos, and also the lack of available locos that are suitable for our line. Everything I say after this message is still valid, but just know that sadly the West Somerset Railway Gala is cancelled. Sorry. I am happy to announce that it is the Standard 4 Tank 80078, um, and, to be honest, I thought it was kind of a, at first I thought it was a bit of a letdown uh, from, I, I don't know whether that's just because it's my own railway, I wanted something glamorous. We do have weight restrictions on our line, that has to be remembered, we are kind of starved for choice when it comes to visitors because we can't have something that's too heavy because it will just ruin the state of our line. And we had to be extra careful because in the past that there have been locos that are technically too heavy and it just doesn't do any good. So the, for the prolonged lifespan of the line and its health, it's best if we just keep to smaller engines and ones that are within the weight restrictions for the West Somerset. Now on the Standard Tank, whenever I hear Standard Tank, I I just kind of want to groan, you know. I just go, ugh, Standard Tank. It's not really that interesting. But Standard Tank's... When I see them, I it changes everything. Like, I, when I see them in person, I actually do like a standard tank. They are, or a standard, just a standard in general, or a standard tender engine as well. They're all interesting and they are cool. Um, but for some reason, whenever I first hear about it, I just don't really get the same feelings when it's right in front of me. I don't know, I get excited over other things, but standards just don't really do it. Um, but to be honest, Apparently standards are very good performers on the West Somerset, so I can imagine that it's going to be completely fine, and I'm really excited to wait and see what the next Vista is going to be from our gala planning team if there is one. And I hope there is one. I, there, there's talk as if there is another one coming, so hopefully that is the case. But for now all we've got is a standard four tank coming to the West Somerset, and I hope that it's going to be a very good gala and I think the galas we've had so far in the West Somerset have been pretty decent, some of the best we've had for a while particularly as we've been struggling so it's good to see us making a comeback this year i think i mean i was riding the west somerset um as a passenger not that long ago uh, with my girlfriend and um it was a yellow timetable just a normal operating day and it was very busy i was actually very happy to see that many visitors on the west somerset um the first train out of uh, bishop Lydiard in the morning was absolutely rammed and it Qu- quite surprised me because I haven't seen the west Somerset in that state for quite a while. I know it was the the height of the summer season but still I think we've had a, a couple of rough years um even before covid um never mind covid making it just that bit worse. So it was really good to see that support coming back from the passengers and the visitors and the customers on the west Somerset railway. So if you want to show us some support it would be really appreciated by all those volunteers on the west Somerset because we do need the help, and I can't stress that enough. So I'm really happy. Any of you that have been to the West Somerset, thank you very much for that. Uh, on other news, the, a, another on the news of standard tanks, um, a standard five has been announced for the Bluebell Giants of Steam Gala, which is standard five seven three one five six. And apparently, um, judging from Aaron's notes, that this gala at the Blue Bar is going to be a standard-themed gala. Now, as I said before, that kind of, when I saw that, kind of makes me go, "Eh, standard-themed gala? Like, is that really exciting? I mean, it's interesting, because there's probably going to be a few standards, funny enough, and that's probably going to be interesting to see, at the very least. I mean, it's not exactly what i would choose i mean i've never been to the bluebell so it might be brilliant i mean i planned to go to the bluebells terrier gala i'm kind of glad i didn't we mentioned this in the previous podcast if you want to go listen um but yeah the terrier gala didn't go particularly well and uh, my condolences do go out to any bluebell volunteers that um struggled with that And I hope to see Fenchurch completed soon, and I hope that you have all recovered from what must have been an incredibly stressful weekend. Um, And I hope that this gala goes much better for you, and I'm sure it will, because standards are not over a 100 years old like terriers are. So hopefully you'll get a better experience out of a bit more modern steam traction, even if that is slightly less ornate than it is compared to something like a terrier. Hopefully, it all goes well, and I do hope it goes very well for you. Another thing, which is something that I was involved with, was Great Dorset Steam Fair, which is not railways, I know, technically, but Sir Keith Park was there, so, I mean, you have the tie-in, but me, Harley, and Sam went to the Great Dorset Steam Fair, and it was, it was good. It's been a while since I've been. Harley and Sam have never been. I hope that in a future podcast where I'm not on my own... Um, we are able to talk more about our experiences there. But to be honest, it was a great day. it was It was sunny, but there was enough cloud to provide enough um shelter from the sun that it wasn't unbelievably hot, like it has been in previous years that I've been there. I mean, I was especially worried that it was going to be unbelievably hot due to the heat wave we had just had. I'm glad that that had blown over before the Dorset Steam Fair because I was being surrounded by all those steam engines and forty degree temperatures that probably could have been the end of me. So I'm kind of glad that that was, uh, that's how it ended up. Um, but there was plenty of stuff to do there. Um, something new to note that was there that was, uh, I didn't, that wasn't there when I last went. I know it's been there for a couple of years now is the um, World War One trench experience. And that was actually, well, not railway related at all, incredibly interesting. And I was um, incredibly, um i don't know what the word is incredibly impressed i guess of the the effort that was being put in by the people that were running the world war one trench because not only were they dressed in the period correct attire they were going beyond that with their role play and the way that they interacted with each other to really make you feel that they were like a regiment in world war one i mean just simple little things like before we went into the trench, me, Harley, and Sam's were waiting. We got a talk from one of the soldiers that was, the one of the acting soldiers, and it was around lunchtime. And one of the other soldiers brought him his lunch, uh, and they served the lunch in a bucket that was just full of sandwiches and another bucket that was just full of tea. And he picked out a couple of sandwiches and took his tin cup off of, off of himself and just scooped up a mug of tea out of this bucket. And that was just so... Just little things like that. It just makes all the difference. And they were also communicating with each other, like calling each other sergeant and commander and saying, does sergeant Sergeant so-and-so want a cup of tea? And then going around and saying, yes, sir, right away, sir. It was very... It just... It was very good. I was very impressed. I, was very, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before and it was very impressive and I hope that that continues on every year because it was very impressive even though we had to queue for a while to get in because they send you in in groups so the trench is not just utterly packed but you get a good experience, a very well detailed trench and you get to use a periscope or two periscopes for that matter and see what it was like to be in a World War I trench so that was very cool. And um, of course the main event of the Thorsese Steam Fair steam there was an unbelievable amount of traction engines both farm equipment traction engines and showman's traction engines the um heavy haulage arena as they call it or as me harley and sam called it the thrash arena is where the traction engines are driving around as well as other things like steam lorries as a steam car and that is also where steam uh Sir keith park resided for the event um There's a steep bank on part of the hill that goes from one field to the other as it transitions. There's quite a steep gradient. And when carrying weight up that hill, some of the traction engines did sound incredibly good. One notable one being a War Department traction engine named Gigantic. That was unbelievably thrashy. Um, And another event was when they triple-headed traction engines to pull Sir Keith Park up the hill. That was also quite unbelievably... uh, epic to be honest. <laughs> we weren't really expecting it and then and suddenly out of nowhere um, appeared Sir Keith Park with triple headed traction engines pulling it up the hill and I'm pretty sure at another point they had two traction engines pulling it up. I uh, don't think i got a video of that though. I've got a video of the three traction engines. Other heavyweight things that they were pulling up the hill included a huge electrical transformer. I mean that was quite unbelievable really. and in addition to um, just a flatbed that seemed to be full of chains and stuff. Stuff that looked heavy. That's actually what Gigantic was pulling around when it thrashed up the hill, so it must have been a lot heavier than it looked. Either that or Gigantic is not very powerful, but I would have thought that for a traction engine of its size and being allocated as being one of the War Department traction engines, then I would have thought it would be quite a powerful one. Uh, I don't know what they were used for. I didn't even really know. That the the war department had traction engines. So if anybody knows anything about that, then be sure to email us uh, um, the, at at gmail.com and tell me more about that because I'll be really interested to hear. Um, there was a Hornby stand at the Great Dorset Steam Fair. Um, we spent a while looking for it, uh, found it. And to be honest, it was kind of a bit of a disappointment. So if anybody from Hornby's listening, um, from my opinion as a, a model railway enthusiast, probably the most modern era enthusiast out of all of us who do this podcast it was kind of a disappointment because it almost seemed and definitely probably was uh just all the stuff that hornby was failing to sell on their website because it um it was already cheap i'll grant them that but it was stuff that not very many people would want like a blown up house for a war scene and uh they had their steampunk range was all there, but which I don't think is particularly popular. Not really the kind of thing you want to bring to the Dorset steam Fair, I don't think. It's not really kind of, maybe actually, maybe that kind of, not many of them seem to have sold, even though they were only like a fiver each for the wagons, a tenner for the locos. Um, and then beyond that, they had some of their magazines, I think, and um, some bullied coaches that were a tenner each as well. But um, as far as I'm convinced, the Hornby bully coaches aren't normal bully coaches. They're like suburban ones that were only used on some one, one-off line. So they're not exactly a universal thing that anybody could use um, if you're a knowledgeable modeler. Um, so yeah, kind of a disappointing selection Hornby, to be honest. Um, it's not the first time I've been disappointed with Hornby in the last couple of years though. Uh, so I'm not looking for any brand deals, uh, obviously. All I can really say is Hornby needs to step up their game and I'm sure a lot of people can agree. Again, email us if you agree and tell us your experiences with Hornby because I know that there has been some quite tragic ones in the last couple of years so they should really step up their game, especially when you've got companies like AcuraScale and Rapido and Dapol that are really taking the market by storm in more gauges than does O gauge. So a complete takeover that Hornby and back to an extent should be scared of and should be trying to compete with in all honesty. so that's that's my opinion on that matter um beyond that the what else have i got on my list then the, um, the old kiln Rail- light railway is in the event section i'm not really sure um if any of you've ever heard of the old kiln light railway unless you live local local to it it is a small narrow gauge two foot gauge railway in hampshire uh it is about half a mile long and is in association with a museum. I cannot remember the name of that museum. If Aaron was there, he'd be able to tell you because Aaron is actually a volunteer there. And Aaron actually planned their gala that they are happening, ha- having um, on the weekend of the 10th of September, I believe. Um, I'm not sure what days beyond that. Definitely a Saturday and Sunday. There might be more days beyond that they've got some visiting locos coming and i think it's their first proper gala if i'm if i remember rightly and i said aaron planned it and it's to celebrate their 40th anniversary so if you want to support a little narrow gauge line such as that one then please head over to the old kiln light railway i'm sure that we will well i know that us four are going to be there on the saturday so please 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 come and drop by and you show some support for that line, as well as for other railways that have in their galas soon, also. Now, I'm trying to think if there's any other experiences I've had lately regarding anything railway-related, and I'm not really sure I can pinpoint anything exactly. Um, I I had to think about something. I mean, yeah, I don't really know if there's anything else I can talk about. I mean, we're only 20 minutes in, but there's only so much that obviously I can discuss when I'm on my own. It's kind of annoying really i mean there's other things on the list that are here like first class 69 in wales i mean there's not really much i know about that i mean i did see a class 69 though uh, for the first time a few weeks ago i don't think i mentioned it um it was a very strange sight to see to be honest uh i saw it at virginia water which is somewhere around Staines and Chertsey, which isn't very far out of London. It's very close to Thorpe Park, which is actually where I was. Uh, which is where I was at the time. Me and Sam were actually at Thorpe Park. Aaron came and visited us and what better thing to do on the evening that you're after Thorpe Park than go train spotting for Class 69s at Virginia Water, as well as other freight trains that we went and looked at. So uh, Class 66, etc. So that was really cool. Um, I am... Um, Currently training, another thing, just to add an extra thing, I am currently training as a signalman, which is on my Twitter and stuff, and there's a very interesting process um, training to be a signalman on the West Somerset Railway. Um, it's something that I didn't really ever think that I, I don't know, it's something that I kind of always looked up to, the signalman, and never really clicked in my mind that, oh hey, I could do that. Uh, until earlier on this year when i suddenly well, it eventually clicked i was like oh hold on a minute i could do that and uh, that's what i've been doing so i've done a couple turns in the signal box as well as some other training um turns in like a quote-unquote classroom setting and i've got a third turn later this month and it's been very enjoyable so if anybody out there has any interest in signaling then i do Beg you to have a go at um, signalling on your local heritage line because they won't, they'll probably shake your arm off when you offer to do it. And because I'm sure a lot of railways are looking for signallers, so if you want, if you have an interest in signalling, even if it's only a little bit, just get involved because you can do some training turns in the classroom setting, which is what I'm sure most railways do. And I mean, if you don't like it, then just don't do it. You're never going to find out if you like it or not if you don't give it a go first. And I'm sure they're not going to kill you if you decide that you don't like it. So by all means, just go ahead and have a go and volunteer for anything you want. If you have interest in anything railway related, just please go and find out what your nearest railway line is and volunteer because they will love your help. And they are always, always, always looking for people in every single department on a heritage railway, there is always going to be a shortage somewhere, and they're gonna love the fact that you volunteer. Even if even if you don't even know what you want to do, sign up, find out who they need, because if you and and just talk to them, find out who that what they where they need help, which departments are most starved of staff, and maybe just maybe you'd be able to help. Another thing is that I've seen. A lot of people, a lot of couples actually, um, retired couples, um, volunteer together as something to do. It's something that's quite common on the West Somerset. I'm sure it's very common on other railways too. So if you have any parents, grandparents, or you yourself are looking, are bored or are looking for something to do, even if you don't really like railways, it's somewhere where you can make new friends and just do something. And it can be a really warming experience. Um, something that uh, Aaron actually marked on here as completely irrelevant to what I was just talking about going back to Great Dorset Steam Fair, actually, and more pinpointing on Sir Keith Park, is um, the Swanage headboard, Swanage Railway headboard that was on the front. Now, I remember Harley mentioning the reason for the controvers- controversial like occurrences that have gone with this headboard. Um, I wouldn't have known myself. Um, I know that the loco is not based at the Swanage Railway, um, but I do know through Harley and through other th- other places that the people that own Cirque Park have very close affiliations with the Swanage Railway and are good friends with the Swanage Railway. So it does make sense for them to want to give the Swanage Railway a shout out, um, in the simple form of a Swanage Railway headboard, just to. To prove their friendship i mean i don't see the problem with that I, mean, I think harley told me that people had been confused or kicking off about that but what's the problem what harm does it do they want to if the people want to support a railway of their choice and they choose the swanage railway because they're friends then what was the issue with that i mean the swanage railway had their own stand next to the heavy haulage arena and it was a very good stand they even had a demonstration signaling equipment in there for you to look at and um get a closer look at like a token machine and a bell. And it was very interesting. Um and maybe they were there in a partnership with Sir keith Park. So they kind of worked together. And Sir keith Park when it wasn't being thrashed round the field by three traction engines, was parked right next to the Swanage Railway stand. So clearly all very deliberate to show and prove their friendship for each other. And it's good to see railway organizations working together like that because of course you want them to work together like that and i think the swanage railway has close affiliations with the west somerset i know that we are friends i believe i hope and if we're not and anybody from the swanage railway does have any doubts about us at the west somerset we want to be your friends or at the very least i do so and i think more heritage railways and stuff should be working together to improve the hobby and the lifestyle that everybody who volunteers for these railways enjoys. We all have something in common. Even if one of them likes the Great Western, one of them likes Southern, one of them likes the Midlands, the one of them likes LNER, we all like trains. So just, let's help each other, you know? Promoting that help and peace and prosperity between us all, of course. Um And that reminds me of example of when all of those mainline companies came together to form that organization I don't know if anybody knows about that but the organization that formed kind of like a I don't know how you describe it um, but the company like the um, a1 peppercorn society the tornado and the p2 class uh, GSN which I'm a member of um, and some other uh, companies came together an agreement to exchange information with each other just simple things like that it's a big help i mean there's no financial exchanges or anything like that happening or any physical help but meetings and data exchange does help because if one of them makes a mistake they can let the others know and say don't do this because it went wrong for us so it's just simple stuff like that so the wrong word podcast is of course promoting prosperity and unionism between all railways because we should all just be friends and we shouldn't hate on other railways entire railways for mess ups they may have made or mess ups that individuals may have made because that's just not what we need to, that's not what's gonna keep the hobby alive is it so i think there's a positive note for me to end my little solo podcast on it's a shame i've only been able to go on for about half an hour um but i'm impressed i managed to go on for that long even uh, without anybody helping me and anybody with me. Uh, if you absolutely hated this, uh, but still listened anyway, let me know and I won't do it again. Uh, if you enjoyed this then I will do it again. We could even give it a special little name just saying that it's a solo, just to make it so it's obvious that it's solo with me, George. Um, but thank you for listening to the Wrong Road podcast today. I'm sorry that it was just me and it, it wasn't even two of us. It was only me that could make it. But I hope that you did enjoy it. And I hope that I can provide entertainment like this again. Um, if you thought it was good but needed improvement, then you can also let me know. But just message or, well, email us at wrongroadpodcast at gmail.com and we will read your uh, emails out on podcast. And we can create extra discussion from them, etc, etc. But this has been George. And this has been the wrong way podcast. Thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you in a couple of weeks for the next episode. Bye for now. Hi, this is Future George. Um, Sadly, post-recording, I found out the incredibly sad news that the Autumn Gala at the West Somerset Railway will not be going ahead due to continuing financial issues with the uh, rise of energy costs and coal costs, as well as transporting locos, and also the lack of available locos that are suitable for our line. Everything I say after this message is still valid, but just know that sadly the West Somerset Railway Gala is cancelled. Sorry.